You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Hoax, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. It's fantastic to be here. I have to admit, folks, right off the top, I'm pretty disappointed that my parents did not give me an alliterative name. You know, it's it's Ben Chapman's BC. I mean, just Ben Batman. I mean, come on, just give me something to work with so I could make, because Billy Batson, I could say good. that name all day, I think. I think I could. I gotta say, as a child with an alliterative name, they're And you know what's great. horseshit? You know what's fucking horseshit? Do you know who the actor's name is that plays Billy Batson? Uh, Asher Angel. Oh. Asher Angel is his name. I don't know. I kind of actually hate that name. But I Asher Angel plays Billy Batson is 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 a ridiculous coincidence, and it's it's infuriating. Um, you want to know what's uh uh, uh yeah yeah his character <laughs> Billy Batson's friend in uh and and in this film is named Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Well, that I mean. Alliteration is a long-standing practice in comics, especially when they rewrite them in 2012, so they feel more like Marvel comics. <laughs> Do you remember when that was just like something we did all over the place? Yes, because uh, I, I literally have an alliterative name. Because <laughs> Darla Dudley is also one in this one, and mm-hmm. that's pretty fucking great. Um, in case you haven't been listening for the last uh, one minute and thirty-five seconds, we did Shazam. That's right, 2017 Shazam? Not 19. to be confused. 2019, okay. Uh, it was last be... year, dude. <laughs> Guys, things have not been great for me. Uh, <laughs> this movie, I think this podcast is aging you at an Oh, yeah, I, I assume that years have passed since we did uh, Return of Swamp Thing, but it's probably been months. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Thanks for putting those words back in my head. This is we need to clarify though that this was Shazam the DC comic, not Shazam that movie with. I, I was about to say it's Kazam, by the way. No, I know. Uh, I was making a joke for the people who think Shazam is a movie starring uh, Sinbad. <laughs> yeah, that the people that believe that like reality is being rewritten. Uh, which uh, I found out sh- something shocking this week. What's this? My mother thought Shazam with Sinbad was a movie. I, well, and, I, and I was I, like, no, Mom, you're thinking of Kazam with Shaq. And she was like, no, I'm not. I'm thinking of Sinbad. I rode home from work with podcast guest all-star uh, Christopher Christopher Arneson, a uh, friend of the podcast. Uh, we He drove me home from work, and I was talking about Shazam, about like some of like the comic book stuff around Shazam and about generally what I was like expecting with the movie. And... <laughs> Chris was surprisingly quiet because I remember him being someone who told me that he had watched this and was and had, had enjoyed it. Yes, so I was expecting he, he him told to, me the same. to comment on it, but he was looking at me with this conf- confused look, and he's like, this is based on, it was based on a comic? What? That's crazy. And of course, as you could probably guess from this setup, it took him about 10 minutes to realize that I wasn't talking about A movie that genie. doesn't exist? <laughs> you, how weird of you, Ben, to not talk about a film that's never actually happened. So, um, if you if you click this episode title, thinking to yourself, "Wow, I didn't know Sinbad was a comic book movie," congratulations, he still hasn't been. I think, right? And he still hasn't been a genie in a movie. <laughs> He's been a disgruntled postman. Um, I actually, can, I only know one Sinbad movie. So, is is Jingle All the Way based on a comic book? Is no, it? I t- yeah Damn. yeah yeah. Power Damn. Man is definitely based on a comic yeah, book. Right? The worst selling God, comic actually, book in the world. Hold on, does Power Man look exactly like Shazam? I feel like he does. No, he looks like a guy in like a robot suit, like a spaceman helmet. He's it's not like, a good like, spaceman helmet, but 
It oh, is that's all right. red. Yeah. Though. I mean, it's red with the yellow symbol in the middle. It's not that far off. No, it's pretty lazy when you think about it. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty fucking lazy. Uh, Speaking of spe- lazy, <laughs> this fucking no. wizard in this movie. Jesus Christ, bro! You've been dying for like a thousand years, and your plan is just to randomly pick children and be like, "Huh? I'm a creepy old guy. You do you want to do what I say?" Ah, he didn't listen. I uh, so yeah, we can go ahead and dive right into it. But uh, yeah. Because this this movie opens Shazam, uh, twenty nineteen, uh, opens in a much stranger way than I would ever have in pictured. Because the trailer told me a lot about what I wanted, what, what I, not what I wanted, but what I would need to know, which is that there's a character called Billy Batson. Mm-hmm. He's an orphan. Yep. One day he's on the train, and then boom, wizard. He's a superhero. I yes. knew that was going to happen. So when the movie opened on an entirely different child, I was like. So what are we doing? Yeah, at first when they like cut, I was like, "Wow, this is like really weird." And I was like, "What's gonna happen?" And then I, as the kid went on, I was like, "Oh, this isn't Billy Batson. This is some other weirdo." And I like when they say was... his name, I realized. But at first, I thought that was supposed to be him, and I was like, "This is terrible." I thought that was excellent because immediately I was like, "Ooh, un- you know, unexpected territory." Because that's what I want as someone who's watched a criminal amount of superhero films. I need desperately to be surprised by by plot points by set pieces by turns because at this point i've seen the movie where a character doesn't believe in themselves they're given a vague power they use vague power irresponsibly they're taught a lesson and then they have a then they have a fight over a vague skyline on a rooftop Ben and just one... described the last like two thirds <laughs> of this movie, and make one clever move that that cinches the day. And unfortunately, there's a little bit of that in this movie. But there are a I little bit. A... That's the entire like the second that's, half of the movie. That's the second half for sure. But what I'm getting at is, I felt this movie had at least a few peaks of unexpected territory uh, to yeah. to give it to give it merit. But yes, I had I had some. I had some problems with um, some of the generic, uh, the generic uh, 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 turns and and and, uh, and plot points in this film. Here's my biggest film. complaint: the movie is two hours and eleven minutes. It's it's and irresponsibly it should long. not be yeah. that long. No, because yeah, each be. segment then gets like the last fight. I actually thought like while watching it, I was just like, "This is way too long." Like I lost yes. interest so quickly in this fight. And it's I, I I looked at the time and I was like, there's still like 15 minutes of this fight left, and I in fact, could not care less. Each of the things that was interesting was there was too much of it. Yes, in every yes. case, exactly. And that's like when he's learning because, how to use his powers, and they yes, do like exactly. three separate montages of them doing like I was yeah, it really just the, started to hurt the jokes and the pacing. There's the warehouse power test sequence. There's the alley power test sequence. There's like the first r- mugging stopping sequence. Then there's like uh, 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 there's one more. Oh, there's like the 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 the, the a grocery store robbery. A second mugging sequence. Yeah, I, that was yeah, that was one of my notes. Was I was like, wow, the day he gets superpowers, he just he, he cannot get far enough away from crime. He the well, random alley crime... they decide to stop in has a, a mugger. They go into a convenience store, which is conveniently robbed. The other girl gets like walks in front of a city bus. 
Yes. Uh, that was also like, it, to me, it was like, this is sort of like an irresponsibly dumb scene. Like, she could have been in danger in another way. But to have a grown, like an 18-year-old girl be like, I don't know how streets work in Philadelphia. Like, if you live in a big city, you're never like, I think I can just walk across the street. You know what yeah. I mean? I was like, this As is someone... such, like, so lazy to put her in danger. Have someone I... moving a piano above her head would have been less stupid. I live across the street from my bus stop, and the street that I'm across from is a is like a is like a four lane kind of major thoroughfare, and it has a shitload of traffic. And genuinely, this is a very city moment. Like a month ago, I was like crossing the street, traffic was coming, my bus was amongst the traffic, and I could see it. I took one step into the uh, like lane of the oncoming traffic because I was in a legal crosswalk, and I made eye contact with the driver and gave like a wave as I stepped forward to be like, "Hey, it's me. I'm crossing." And the person looked at me, then looked straight ahead and hit the accelerator, <laughs> and I had to back up to not die. So I, I've never seen anyone like walk in front yes. of us, much much less a teenager reading a a, a paper letter. <laughs> Yes, and also like, where did she get the letter? Because wouldn't they have mailed it to her know. home? That like, there was like a, a lot <laughs> yeah. of this movie is really bad, can, like coincidences, which is like kind of disappointing. A few of them. There's a few of them, yeah, and and a lot of it is just scenes that that none of them are egregious. There's no moments in this movie where it's like that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. But they're just you have to sort of suspend a lot of your critical thinking to get through a couple of these uh, uh, major moments where where stuff just sort of conveniently happens in a very given way. Yeah. Where the monsters constantly pick up weak children and threaten them vaguely so that other characters can walk up slowly and deliver a big line before doing something with no one reacting. You know what I mean? Like, all these yeah. moments where everyone... Yeah, like, where he, the... he would have just instantly, the very first time, has been like, Neil, and they would have been like, no, he would have been like, kill the girl. And then, like, they would have just killed her, and he'd be like, now, nah, you have f- five more people left. You want to give right. me the power? No? All right, give me the next... Like, he wouldn't just be like... Especially considering these are the embodiments of of the deepest evil known to human life. Yes. And they they mostly act like uh, the gargoyles in Wizard of Oz, where they just sort of like roam around grabbing children and waiting for their master to say, go ahead and do it. Also, I have to say, some of the crappiest designs I've ever seen. Like, I was so let down when, like... I, they got when he got to the thing and they were talking about the seven deadly sins. I was like, oh, I forgot that's like one of his big things. And I was like, oh, this yeah. is going to be awesome. Each one of these monsters is really going to be. You're going to really. And some of them, I was like, that guy could really be any of the seven deadly sins. He's just he has I, wings. I don't remember. I which... can't. I can't tell them apart. The glutton, glutton was the best one. Yeah, because he had glutton. the giant. He had the giant torso mouth, which was great. And yes. I guess, I guess, I guess, envy was like a small little like goblin looking guy. Yeah, and then I assumed that lust was the thing that had the Japanese hentai tentacle tongue, which is I guess not so. An okay, feature to be added to the film, but but as Zachary Levi said later in the film, I was hoping lust would be way hotter, which I thought was a pretty good line. Yeah, there's <laughs> a couple I... of pretty like well done jokes, and I one of them that got me that I was like, I don't know why I found that so funny is when they first realize how he can be how he can stop being shazam and his one little sister sees him and he's like he's like you can't tell anybody he's like how is she at keeping secrets and she's like "Mm, moderate (laughs) i don't know why but that made me (laughs) laugh out loud because it's like what a bizarre line to be like not like i'm okay but just "Eh, moderate and she says it about herself i that got me yeah 
Oh, that little sequence is cute too because I like that he opens. He goes, uh, he's, he goes, I got trapped with a wizard. He goes, don't start with the wizard stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I liked, I liked a lot of that dialogue about. Yeah, when he put his hand over, he's like putting your hand over. Like you're gonna <laughs> kidnapper is not gonna calm her down. The humor definitely stands in a few places. It doesn't stand in every place. Uh, another no. scene that stuck out to me was later on when the villain delivers a uh, <laughs> delivers his evil monologue like too far away in midair and sh- and 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 Zachary Levi is just sort of like I can't hear you like we're in the air or a mile away it's a city I can't it's hear like you. there's a lot of horns I can't are you are you doing <laughs> your speech like we're really far apart I thought that that part was pretty good the kids stuff was actually they were pretty funny in general the kids did way better than I thought they were going to be but the problem that I had was that they gave some of them like vague vague personality traits oh, that yeah. didn't they were all like I and not know. and like like the like the seven deadly sins everyone just had like a vague trait that wasn't very deep yeah let, you know like I mean? let's go through them one was college girl that was her trait was she was a senior in high school and she was going to graduate that was basically her character trait then you yes. had the guy who barely talked like he was chief and one flew over the cuckoo's nest and i guess he was bad at math but that story and i never came back we just had to see him throw something away so he could find a notebook. Then and there was a the little girl there who was, was very personable. Very personable little girl, yes. And she was probably the most prominent. There's a video game kid. Well, what who, I thought was interesting that, that you just don't see in movies. They, like, they don't do this a lot in films is there was an Asian kid who was a nerd. That, like, never happens. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> the Asian kid plays video games and managed to hack into a government database. And at yeah. one point, grabs nunchucks and says, I know how to use these, and then hits himself in the face with them. Yeah. Which um, also could not, for the life of me, when that scene happened, I was like, did they really just do, like, the Asian kid trying to use nunchucks joke? Because, like, why would that? Why would those dudes in the truck have nunchucks? Like, that makes no sense. This is 2019, apparently. Uh, that, those kids would have had, like, a gun or, like, a knife who's still, like, walking around with nunchucks. I mean, no one, no one actively uses nunchucks. They're not, they're not, a, they're not a functional weapon. Really. Yeah, yeah, unless you're Bruce Lee, I don't think you're ever gonna run into a point where you're like, "Let me use these suckers." Yeah, that that was pretty odd. Um, but I, I talk about the characters because they were all given like one trait enough to be memorable and distinctive, but like not enough for that to ever come back and apply in any in a concrete way. Like, yeah, the the Asian kid hacked. Um, a database to get this thing but the fact that he was in the games didn't apply other than he yelled hadouken once when he was a yep. uh when he was shazamified later on um and like the college girl didn't have any applicable traits other than being i guess heroic she, she was the most, she, well she was the kind of the leader a high school I guess. student that was that was her trait was now, she was and, and, possibly a love interest because there's only like four years difference between us. the reason i harp on this is that we spent time establishing these these character traits as if they would have some value and they didn't. And I think that's the problem I had with a good chunk of this movie is, and I kind of said it earlier is that the, the characters have a bunch of traits that are surface level. They, they apply. They're yeah, everybody briefly is, amusing. There is but no they, subtext. It's all just text in this movie. Like there's no deep right. dive. The bad guy is a bad guy because his parents were shitty. And, and like a, se- he was like a whiner and just, he envied everybody. The seven deadly sins, um, all appear vaguely like as we said vaguely in some cases at not at all in others like the sins they represent but they don't actually have any kind of abilities Powers. or motives or interest or even even dialogue 
that, the, that the connects thing, them with any of that. The stuff. thing that got me too was now I'm going to be honest. I I've, I don't think I've ever seen the Seven Deadly Sins. I, I haven't read a lot of Captain Marvel slash now called Shazam. Um, but I don't like to me. I'm like if you're going to do that and the villains are going to be the Seven Deadly Sins, and you're going to have a scene where they start killing people, wouldn't you want it to be like they do? Like his dad, he has his dad killed by greed, but greed just has four arms. And I couldn't, I was, I, I was, there was like no connection to be like, well, why does he have four arms? And the way Greed kills him was just to beat him to death. And I was like, oh, yeah. you couldn't come up with something like interesting. Like, I mean, they made a movie where a guy kills people via the seven deadly sins. It's pretty interesting. It starred real life monster, uh, Kevin Spacey. But that, you know what I mean? Like, this, why couldn't this they have exactly done something cool? Mean. Yeah, this is exactly what I mean because the, the the characters and this is like my DC problem that I've harped on many times is the heroes and the villains just punch hard. Yeah. You know? They move fast and they punch hard. That's that's like the summation of almost every character. Now it's fine if one or two characters is sort of like that. But like when I watch Spider-Man fight for instance, I, I know there's a, there's a whole litany of things that can happen. He's got different way the webs work, different position, you know, he can he can zoom in from different angles. He can do all kinds of acrobatic parkour moves. There's like yeah, a the, lot the fight happening. is clever. The fight scene is not just two people hitting each other. There's it's, something and, and going on. Doctor Strange, even though the movie's a little lame, like I don't know what's going to happen in those fights because they're twisting reality and shit. When yeah. these fights happen, I know that Shazam is going to punch the bald guy hard and the bald guy's going to punch back harder and then hopefully and then Shazam punches Hopefully Shazam pipe, uh, punches the hardest because yeah. then then he wins. And I I don't know that there's something dry about that. That just I, I I know there's nothing fun coming, especially when also the powers are so vague. Like we know bullets don't hurt him, but we know a punch from another magic guy can. Yes. So I don't really. There's a lot of weird scenes where they set up uh, like when he first learns to be Shazam. He keeps like falling over and being like, oh, oh, like, and it's like, wait, if a bullet can hit you and it doesn't have any in the face, by yeah, like you're not like ow at all. Why would tripping and falling over do anything? Like you would just be like, huh? In real life, if you trip and fall over, it's not like the end of the world. And I don't, you know, I mean, it's it's not like so. I was just like, he occasionally his superpowers worked, and then like they could not stress enough he can shoot lightning, and then as soon as the bad guy shows up. He fucking will not shoot a bolt of lightning out of his no. hands to save his life until the, the final ending. And it's just really weird because the whole fight, he's he's has two fights with him at both times. I was like, just electrocute the guy. That's like Shazam's entire thing. And what's, what's, what's also frustrating is that the lightning is also vague. Like the lightning can charge a phone or it can knock someone back. Yeah. And I don't really, and it could put holes through stuff. Like, when he calls his Shazam power while well, there's a, one of the evil guys on top of him, it, like, basically nearly destroys it, implying that the lightning's very powerful. But when he shoots and, people and with s- it, he, he, like, he knocks them, like, two feet back. I just I don't know see, what that's, the range that's, like, is. one of the weird things. Because in the comics, he when he says Shazam, he doesn't always transform him. He can, he'll just blow, like, a gigantic bolt of lightning hits him. And he'll, he can stay Captain Marvel, which I know he's, they call him Shazam now, but he can stay that or he can, can like, it's like he has somehow the, the lightning nose. Because in the comics, he does it a lot. He'll grab somebody and yell Shazam, but he doesn't turn back into a kid. They just get hit by a bolt of lightning. And I was like, oh, so wait, if that lightning is big enough to kill one of the seven deadly sins, does that mean every time he does it, like, inside of a building, he's killing everyone above him? 
Because, like, lightning going through a building, he does it, like, twice with, like, murder people. Yeah. So, and that's where, like, I kind of got lost was, like you said, his powers, they spent so much time doing this montage of him learning what to do. And honestly, yeah, still I could not no figure idea. out what his powers were. Well, you have no idea what the limits are or, or what the weaknesses are. It's all just sort of vague, like, oh, he must have been punched harder that time because he's got a little blood, bloody nose. So he's must, it must be, that must have been a real hard punch. Yeah. Um, but we spent enough time, I think, harping on a couple of the movies, uh, less than precise moments. I, do, I, I did have a good time watching this, much more than I have in a few of the movies we've done recently. Uh, I don't really remember the whole litany. But um, specifically, like I said at the very, uh, about t- 10 minutes ago at this point, the very beginning was a really delightful surprise. To watch this like child who I did not recognize, and I didn't draw the, I don't have a Shazam knowledge, so I didn't draw that he was a villain, and I had to go look it up later. But when Thaddeus is in the back of the car and suddenly appears in this wizard's, um, in this wizard's like council room and is, is given this challenge, and then, and then it's snapped away from him, like, like, like so much of a jewelry box in Pretty Woman. Um, He's, what a bizarre he's, reference. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I said it that way. He's back in the car. I think a lot of people listening to this podcast are like, yeah. Then. He, he's back <laughs> in the car. He's back in the car. And he has no idea. Like, two things just happened. One, he was told, hey, guess what? You're basically the, 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 the protagonist of any young adult movie that's come out in the last 20 years. Congratulations. Just don't take that thing. Ah, you looked at the thing too hard. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> Go back to being nobody. But also, remember all of this. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I, that's what I thought was interesting. I was like, wow, when you turn him down, you can't wipe their memory? What a fucking great villain setup. To be like, hey, you know what? You can be the villain. Nah, never mind. You're not cool enough. I'll move on to the next one. But then... What a great setup. But then, yeah, then nothing more. He basically... His whole thing is, I want to snub this wizard. And can we just say real quick, the woman... he, he, We find out that this has happened 56 reported times since he was a kid of these sending embers the wizard sent out who can't fucking find a decent person in 7 billion people. They can't find one decent Joe. But... Uh, oh, I, real quick here, I have to wonder: do you, do you think they're only asking teens? Well, no, because the Asian woman seemed like she was her age. I mean, they didn't show her in the clip, but she seemed like a vaguely an adult. That's true, but it was very confusing. Uh, but the, there is a doctor, and she starts talking, and the whole time I was like, "This, this is not. She is not a good actress. She, I don't know if she wasn't actually American, but she is doing a not great job." And I was like. This is really weird. They put this woman in such a pivotal, and then she just instantly died. And I was like, "Oh, never mind. I guess she's not pivotal. I don't have to worry about it. She'll never be seen again." But then that's like basically the bad guy instantly gets what he wants. I mean, I know it's not yeah, instant he, in the in the like timeline of his life, well, but in the movie, it's basically like you can't have this. Here's this kid. Oh, this guy just found that thing he wanted. Now he's got it. Now the kid's got it. And here's like this is like breakneck speed to get to them fighting. Yeah, and, and there was a moment that felt d- deflated to me because we see him having formed this incredible like secret society or secret lab. I thought, yeah, to like to like research this, and you know, he he was convinced all these scientists that didn't think this was like a genuine thing to be. He investigating somehow got it. that many people to think they were just studying group hallucinations. Like that was it's like weird. it was like he was it's... in the fucking Mayo Clinic of like research labs. <laughs> And they're it's, all just studying something no one would really care that much about. 
it seemed like he had built like a hydra you know that yeah i thought they were all in on it yeah i thought so too but then but then it turned out that he just convinced a bunch of expensive scientists i assume to like build a whole laboratory to study like because uh, there's this thing in real life where, where people all claim to see the same looking guy in their dreams. Have you seen this before? No. There's a conceit. This is like it's an urban legend, whatever you want to call it, where like there's this like weird bearded guy with a really spooky looking face that like they've separately identified a bunch of different people having seen in their dreams who don't have any correlation. I'm sure it's all horseshit. I have no idea. I'm not. I'm not proclaiming it's a real thing, but it's a concept that's discussed. But like it's just an internet thing like that's yeah. all it would be if everyone said they saw a wizard who said they could make them like a superhero it's like also, no one would take that seriously even also if it was thing, a lot of people saying it also the thing that's so insane is like these scientists are like talking to these people and they're like well this is a group hallucination it's like okay like group hallucinations all you almost always occur together but also they usually like when they happen over a period of time it's usually the fact they've been reported is what leads other people to say it this has never been reported. This is 56 individual people who just think something weird happened to them being found by a research center is what it sounds like. And they're like, I think they made this up. But they're all giving the exact same specific details about seven statues, a glowing ball. And this lady's like, it's like when people say they see lights in the skies with alien abductions. <laughs> I was like, those are not at all. One is super specific. This woman is a horrible doctor. Yeah, um, that was like the first weakening because I, I still really like the scene of him being teleported and then back and then having this freak out in the car because the, the double hit of you've been told that you were almost you were you, almost you were told by your parents moments ago your dad that you were worthless and then this guy comes and gets you and thinks you're you think you're about to be elevated to the status of some supreme and then you're also worth and then he's like oh fuck you you went for that glowy ball uh and, and and then being thrust back and now no one believes you no one believes that you were where you were so you can't even pretend that like that was you know something that you can explain to someone and have them talk you out of it yeah, so it's a pretty it's a pretty amazing setup. And then there's the scene with the accident and his father being I don't know why it's really like a twist that his father looks dead and then it ends up being just just uh partially paralyzed. It was also then... like weird to be like, "Hey, remember this guy? We're bringing him back. We know there's been no indication that he's still alive, but now he's back to get revenge." It's like, "I don't care about this person." Yeah. And I certainly don't of... care about his dickhead dad. Like they go back one... as if it's like a big moment when he's going to challenge Right his dad and his brother and it's like i could care less and i gotta say real quick when he throws the eight ball to his brother and he says go ahead and ask if you have the strength to do it and then he throws him out the window it would have been way better if he had said ask again later because that's one of the options of an eight ball and it would have been way funnier than him saying outlook is is hazy or whatever you guys missed a joke and i'm disappointed in you I just, how great would that have been if, you know, Mark Strong and his dumb voice had just been like, ask again later. Uh, <laughs> but that was like sort of like the, the problem that I had with the whole thing was I was like, well, wouldn't it have been more interesting if, like you had said, he had created a height. And I'm, I know this is not the way it is in the comic, but a lot of this isn't the way it is in the comic. Some of it's taken from the 2012 relaunch where they quit calling him Captain Marvel. So they, you know, they didn't have to have that issue anymore. And all this stuff where they kind of redid it. But, like, wouldn't it have been kind of interesting if he had formed, like, a Hydra and he figured out how to open the door and he went in and he got the ball and then he had, like, seven people who came and were possessed by the seven deadly sins? 
And then right. they were like his army, and Shazam has to beat them throughout. The, and then you can have like moments where he beats like, oh, he takes down Gluttony and and Pride. And then you know, and then at the very end, it's just him with. He's trying to figure out, you know, who which one is in Mark Strong or whatever, and then he, he realizes it's just envy because he's just like a sad person who just wants to be powerful. And then you can it's still not kind a of bad have that pitch. Ending. Yeah, it's almost like what what do you want more of in the movie? Because really, what the what the movie has going for it is a couple of cho- like, like key elements. One is superhero movie, big villain, superpowers, punch fighting, powers. Right. That's that's mm-hmm. that's one thing you have in this movie. The other is you have a really weird version of the movie Big. Yes. And so... A, a way less good version of Big. Let's be it's, honest. It, um, de- definitively true. But so the question was, do we do more of the Big goofs or do we do more of a superhero? And, well, it seems like they chose both because they did two hours. Um, they didn't really give us enough meat on yeah. either plate. It, there this, isn't enough... This felt like a lot of my complaints if you would listen back to the Thor Ragnarok podcast is it felt like two different movies there's like this Um, weird storyline with this guy who's unleashing this ultimate evil and then the rest is this kid learning how to use his power so like would have been better had they done the big movie where you know his bad guy is just like just pick one of shazam's kind of crappy villains and in the background he's being all of them yeah probably yeah i mean basically (laughs) other than black adam which is just like during like the 50s they were like what if a what if a superhero's villain was just an evil version of them. Then we don't have to come up with new powers. Um, we do have to come up with a new alliterative name for the villain, though. I got a great <laughs> idea. You know who? You know what makes people think something's the opposite of good? You know, like what? let's just put black in the title of every villain, and then that way, <laughs> yeah, like, doesn't this seem kind of racist? And you're like, yeah, it is, but it's the '50s. No, but the thing that's like kind of weird is he never really does anything. Like if he had had like a low-level villain that he was trying to fight, who was being manipulated by Mark Strong, because when this when he appears, he's like, oh my god, he found that wizard. I recognize the Shazam logo, the big lightning bolt. And then the movie ends with the cliffhanger of Mark Strong figuring out how to get into that room and walking up and grabbing him. Because in the comics, his main thing is actually he brings Black Adam back. Black Adam's been sealed away in like a prison for like a thousand, however many years since he had destroyed Egypt. And... He basically brings Black Black Adam back, and then he has a fight with Shazam, and that's why the wizard is looking for somebody because he needs a hero because he knows he can't beat Black Adam. And so, like that's sort of the comic story, even in the new version. I don't know if it was the old version. I think in the old version they just give him powers because he was like he was like a Oliver Twist kid, and he was like, ah, you have a rough go. Here's magic powers, but also in the old comics he became a grown man, like in mind too. He wasn't like he he was not a child still when he grew when he turned into shazam but anyways like wouldn't that have been more interesting though if they had done something like that and then this ends with mark strong being like "Ooh, the seven deadly sins go into him yeah i think there that's the that's the problem is, is i think we summed that up here a couple times is there's no depth to his character he's like he wants to dunk on this wizard he does and then he's he's again vaguely powerful i can i can i can punch strong and fly kind of like you but i'm better at it for some reason and then it's it like he never has like a plan other than to take take on shazam he never talks about like now the seven deadly sins are going to take over the world and then the seven deadly sins themselves lack any sovereignty they just they they behave like his minions like like i said earlier like his like like his uh flying monkeys they're just sort of like they, they stand around they wait for his cue 
They aren't they aren't unconsumable evil. You know, they aren't like even during the fight scenes. Like they kind of just mostly turn into dust a lot and then reform. And so it's like you don't even get like the enjoyment of. Like it would, I would have much more enjoyed if it was like he kept summoning them. Like because when you kill him, they just go back into him, so he can just bring them back out and then actually had them like beat them up. Because like the end fight scene is basically like, uh, oh, this monster's here. I hit it with lightning. Oh, this other one ran up. Don't worry, I ran up and punched it. Oh, wait, nope, he's back and he just pulled over a Ferris wheel. That guy struck with lightning's back. At the end, like I thought the whole thing was going to be when he realizes he tricks him into killing Envy that none of them were going to be in Mark Strong and they were all going to die. But no, they're all just basically back, and they're cool, and he shows up and beats up Mark Strong then. So it was just sort of weird that like there was no real agency to the villain, or villains. Yeah, the yeah, vil- no. yeah like yeah, because the seven deadly sins could be replaced by just generic evil power. Yeah, it could just like be it could have been just been like power. a gang of guys with guns. Yeah, it's 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 kind of, but but the thing is is that yes, the the depth is missing, but. At no point is it totally fucking it up. I, no. I felt, I felt like I felt like an urgency for more. But at no point did I. Every time I started to like lose a little bit of patience with the movie, it did something very amusing, and I got snapped right back in. And so I think for that reason, I have to give credit to like the script or whatever that it that it that yeah. even though it's maybe like missing that like second level that we're looking for. There are mo- uh, just again to to keep vacillating between being really critical and really uh, complimentary. Um, there's a scene where uh, when Billy is on board the train and then he's now suddenly alone, and then he's uh, uh, the, the train uh, quote unquote stops in front of the the cave. The door opens. He stares out at the cave and then glances back and looks at the subway map. <laughs> Like to like double check where he is because something went wrong. Uh, yeah, there's also thought, a good joke when the wizard is like, "Put your hand on my staff," and he's like, "Whoa, whoa!" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this is like because they did play it up." Because when you really think about it, it's like this is insane. This guy's setting himself up for failure. He's just picking random children and being like, "I'm a wizard. Do you want powers?" And it's like, well, yeah. no wonder these kids when they start hearing voices in their head, they probably think it's you. Like, pick somebody who understands at least something's going on. Yeah, absolutely. But there are um, some good jokes like that in there, and there's a lot of references to superhero, the other superheroes. Although, no Henry Cavill Superman cameo, even though there's a cameo of a man in a Superman costume from the neck yeah, we down. Never, we never see the face. There are a lot of uh, of, uh, or, or at least a couple of uh, repeat characters from other superhero films we we saw. Yes, uh, his uh, father, Lex Luthor's dad from Smallville. That's correct. Yes, uh, I can't say his name. Uh, did... Yeah, that's why I picked Lex Luthor's dad from Smallville to say. I, I'm really upset because I want to say Digimon. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't want to say it because I know I'll be so far off that it's just such not an worth asshole. It. He was he was uh, Gima. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this one one, one sound. I'm gonna say Gima Hanzo. Uh, yeah. He was uh, he played uh, uh, oh shit. Now I worked so hard on that name I forgot the fake name. Uh, in uh, Korath in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, the, uh, yes. the man. He's who, got my, my, you've never heard of Star Lord. Th- Delivers the best li- the one word line of who like yeah. I just love how he does that in Guardians. Uh, yeah, Mark he has Strong, an amazing of course. Voice. Yeah, he's a really incredible. He was perfect for the Wizard. Um, Mark Strong, of course, who plays um, Sinestro in Green Lantern, mm-hmm. and he's in uh, Kickass. I want to say. I think you're right. Yes. I think he is the villain in the first Kickass. He's the villain in Kickass, which we haven't have not done yet. But mm-hmm. um, so yeah, a couple a couple of uh, uh, of big hitters here uh, from or. 
medium hitters. From, yeah. Repeat from hitters. Other, uh, repeat hitters from other comics. They're like careers over, but you put them in when you need like a left-hander. But speaking of Cassie, we talked a lot about the child actors that while their characters maybe lack enough runway to do anything really great with them, um, none of them really, no, no one got in the way. And I think that's an tremendous achievement because uh, I don't like child actors. No. I find them very frustrating. Children actors are some of the worst things in movies. I, I, and I, this, this, it's always this, rough. And if you need an example, watch Phantom Menace. This, yeah. This movie is almost all children actors, and at no point were they ever a problem. For the me. the kid, and I'm gonna be honest, I can remember zero characters' names other than the ones I already knew before I started watching the movie. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, his like sidekick, his best friend, Freddy. Freddy. That kid I thought was actually really good because like that's a yes. tough role. He has to be like this sarcastic kind of weirdo and like kid actors sometimes when they get that kind of role they go too far one way, but I thought he was pretty decent. I uh, did like that uh, they, the, the movie called out that he always looked like he was up to something. Yes, <laughs> he was like you just look s- shifty. And when they said that, I was like, yeah, there's something about him that seems like he's scheming. And then I love that they called it out, and the security yeah. guard was like, I don't trust your face. He's like, you, you're planning something, I could tell. <laughs> yeah, I thought um, the kids did well. I thought the guy, uh, I mean, my, the only thing I disliked about Shazam is the ridiculous shoulder pads they put in him to make his... Yeah, like, his costume the, is... Because I've never worked out. Whatever the muscles in that top part of your arm are called, I don't know. <laughs> Is 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 it? Uh, I think it's trapezoid. No, a trapezoid's the one that goes from your neck to your shoulder. I know that. Okay. Is there a podcast where? Wait, trapezoid? I'm pretty sure it's just a shape. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, you're right. What are those things called? I'm sorry. Now, which sorry, muscle did, is the rhombus? Did the nerds on your comic book po- co- podcast? confused geometry for muscles muscle structure <laughs> that, that is embarrassing anyway his uh his hexagons and his traps oh yeah he had some like lit dodecahedrons um no but they put these weird like pads to make because he, he got in like reasonable shape i saw pictures of him yeah he yeah, had gotten sure. in shape but they built a suit that like put muscles over his actual muscles yeah, so it made his head look weird like it didn't fit the suit because like his neck wasn't big enough and it was very weird and his whatever his shoulder muscles are are those your biceps triceps anyways <laughs> they were like they were like balloons like they look like you know like when you have an action figure and it has like 18 points of articulation and they have like that ball in their shoulder that's what it looked like and it really bothered me throughout the entire movie because i was like this dude was in reasonable shape he doesn't have to be like gigantic i mean that's how they draw them in the cartoon in the comics but i mean you don't need to make him look like the comic book that much he could just yeah. look like an ordinary person they, they gave him sort of a, a who's the most egregious uh uh artist of all time i'm trying to think of his name rob liefeld uh, yes they gave him the rob liefeld yeah, you knew what I was talking about. Yeah, well, I mean, you said egregious artist. Who else could it be? <laughs> the weird, the weird sort of like like a uh, uh, marshmallow body. That yeah, kind of yeah. Gives. Where it's like yeah, muscles yeah, yeah. are all each individual balloons that have been overinflated. Yes, exactly. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And sometimes they don't even connect where they should on the body. If that guys... was a, a little disappointing. But I will say, yeah. Zachary Zachary Levi did a great. He did. Job. He did. I I'll be honest. I did not want to see this movie when it came out, and when you suggested it. 
I was like, I really don't want to watch it because I was like, I don't want to watch a superhero movie that's like, aren't we witty? Because that's what I was expecting it to be from right. the trailers. Because the trailers to me were all very unfunny. All, the, the trailers were all jokes because DC was desperate to get people to come yes. see a non, uh, it's one of their non-gritty movies. <laughs> but I have to say, he worked well. The, the like the heart of the movie of like a, a kid, a foster kid, or a person like learning that like your family doesn't necessarily mean your you know like a family can be anyone it you don't have to be blood related to people for them to count as your family it's basically the message of the fast and the furious movies but <laughs> i thought familiar, that was really yes. good and yes <laughs> you got to say it gruffer though and me familiar <laughs> um but but no like you have marbles in your mouth <laughs> something i thought he was particularly good at is is that when he when he i mean like especially in the early moments when he was most shocked by being by being a superhero Zachary Levi was convincingly behaving as if he was a teen yes. in a man's body. And you know, he was also like a, doing a fairly good version of when that kid got excited when he was just a kid. Like, there's a, there's one scene where he's as a kid, he's, like, kind of excited. Because he's very measured for most of the movie. But there's one scene, I was like, oh, damn. Zachary's doing, like, a great job getting, like, the cadence of this kid's, like, scared voice and, like, how quickly he talks. Yeah, the, the the fact that he was really efficient at being like convincingly uh, uh, convincingly young, which I, I imagine is going to be a hard role to strike. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably the greatest portrayal since Big. And, 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 and I think if that was bad, this movie wouldn't have worked, right? Like, no. if if he was overly goofy or or just suddenly was like a different person. This movie would be a complete. It would just the error would just leave it. You know, none of these scenes would hold and I, up. I also have to say, in watching it, when they first did it, I was kind of bummed because I like Shazam as a character. I, I, I mean, it's, it's he's actually like a really terrible character when you think about it. It's like a child's given superpowers and forced to fight like grown men, in, like yeah. for the fate of the world. And in the comic, they tried to soften the blow initially as like, oh, he's not a kid when he's Shazam, but you're like, that's even weirder then because it's just like a grown man is inhabiting his body. What like, is he? He 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 goes to the dark place like yeah, yeah. The sunken I was like, place. I, was like, I don't really like, but I guess my like my affinity for Shazam comes from Kingdom Come. Yes, where at the end where he blows up the thing, you know, he's like he grabs onto because he knows he's the only one who can stop Superman because Superman's weakness is magic because reasons. And uh, I was like, you know, I always liked the kind of the serious, and so I was like, oh, this is kind of crappy. But in watching the movie, I'm like, they actually did the right thing because Shazam is Superman. In, in most ways and right like you said it's not interesting and you see where it's not interesting is the fights they're they're the same they when you when a person is impervious to harm there's and they can fly all you're gonna do is throw them into buildings and that's like not interesting to watch anymore if it ever was i don't know yeah and, and you also get the problem that superman has been really well established and shazam is just like um clenched fists on the on the hips you know yeah like like superhero stance that's all i really know about him is he, he poses like a superhero and he he's yeah. got a lightning and he, thing and he has a chin in the old comics that can yeah, like yeah. cut through steel <laughs> exactly he's just plowing fields with it and so you have to wonder like like what could you really get out of a movie if it took that egregiously seriously and, and even like, if they had just done like a normal take and been like oh let's do a, a man of steel with less angst i don't think it would have been that good because i no, don't I, I mean my problem with superman is it's hard to tell a story where your main character is basically a god 
And, you know, I mean, Thor manages to do it, but really not the first one or the second one. But yeah, when your character you know, is, is physically godlike and that makes him sad, it's kind of hard. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's also sort of like when they're, like, angsty, you kind of have a hard time because you're like, well, you're basically a god. Like, I, I get that it's rough that you, you, know, you like feel a... alone, but I, that's sort of the thing, too, I think that gets me is, like, the, in Man of Steel they build up all this stuff about how he feels alone. And it's like, oh, you mean the emotion that teenagers have? Like, I think every teenager grows up and feels alone and feels like people don't understand. I don't think it's a, like, it's a, a thing where only he's like, oh, I'm an alien, so it's different. It's like, I think that's a universal feeling of feeling like you're an outsider, you don't fit in, you don't belong to things. So I'm like, I, I, it's hard to feel sympathy for this guy when he's like 35 and still feeling that. Yeah, and it's also the thing where like, when this isn't exclusively a Shazam problem, but... If you have a character that's infinitely powerful, there's obviously going to be a scene where they're like, well, that's great. That sounds great and all, but it sure makes it for a hard life, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, sure, I get it. But that's like kind of like your super rich friend saying that it's hard yeah. to figure out what they're going to do with all this yeah. money. It's, rich... it's so hard because I have to pay somebody <laughs> to invest my money. And so it's, it's really hard to find like a relatable sympathy. But the movie did It's a also good job. really hard when they pick like super handsome people to be the character too. Because it's like, yeah. you're attractive yeah. and you have superpowers. What the fuck are you complaining about? I'm a fat dude barely eking by on an average intelligence. But to that point, the movie does a really good job, like you were describing earlier, in taking you through Billy Batson's genuine trauma of mm-hmm. being abandoned by his mother uh, and then discovering that he, he grew up untraditional from most orphans in films with perfectly like alive parents that just like like the wizard with the other guy yeah that just damn. bailed on him yeah J- just I, thought, said no. I thought that was actually pretty ballsy because i think so too in in the original run which i only really know i never read the the 2012 one but i know that they updated it and he lived in a foster home but in the original comic he's just a straight-up orphan his parents are just dead and then it turns out later i think that actually the professor had killed them I think they eventually tie it back to that or something. The uh, professor, yeah, that makes sense. The villain in this, I can't remember what his last name is. I mean, uh, co- co- comic books love to do that. Is, is oh, have yeah. a va- have a vague person uh, kill kill a character's parents and then come back and claim it was a different character. Later oh yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, like a great one too is like Peter Parker's parents died, but then it turned out they were like CIA operatives, and you're like, what? Why yeah. couldn't they have just been two people who had a normal kid? It's so or bizarre. Like, like when they feel the need to like add on to that stuff or like it's great that like you know uh not great but it's 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 interesting that batman's you know wealthy parents that are uh trying to help gotham are shot down by just some like random random act of violence and then of course later on it's like no it was substance it was joe chill or it was like whatever joe chill is the original which is like he's just a guy mugging him and he just shoots them at it like because he freaks out and it's like that's way more interesting because that sort of is the point of batman is like right is it is to stop random crime Born out of this chaos, it yeah. comes a hero that can maybe try to bring. But then they all, yeah, they they eventually yeah, try to set it up that Thomas Wayne is like trying to take down the mob, and he was a hit. And you're just like, well, this makes it actually less interesting because yeah. then the trauma yeah, yeah. that created him, it wasn't just blind violence, which is what makes it interesting. It was a specific act of violence geared just towards a man who was attempting to take down the mafia. So it's not like it's. Tra- I mean, it's tragic, but you're like, well, it's like he couldn't have seen it coming. Um. Just glancing over my notes as we as we wind down here. Uh, another thing I had noted was that: Do you think it was a as a specific a specific uh, call out to their uh, their big theme to have him walk across a giant piano? 
in the toy store. I, yeah, when that scene <laughs> happened, I was like, "Are these two gonna start doing chopsticks?" I really wish they had. Uh, I mean, it no, it had to be right. The guy who made it had to have been like, "Yeah, I think we just re- like midway through, he was like, shit, we're just making big.'" <laughs> yeah, exactly. With less heart, and why couldn't Tom Hanks still be young enough to play this role? Because damn, he's likable. Can we just get Tom Hanks in more things? Is that uh, Tom Hanks is, just seems like a genuinely nice person if, too, which makes it so Billy much Batson, easier to like him. What if the trailer was a total fake out when Billy Batson uh, said Shazam, he turned into Tom Hanks in a, in a Shazam suit? I, I gotta tell you, I would definitely I would have seen that movie in theaters. I would have been like, what? <laughs> I mean, that would have been pretty amazing. Look, look at me, wizard. Look at me. I'm the wizard now. Like, you know, they could have just. <laughs> And it's not even his line in that movie, uh, no. No. but yeah. So I mean, would you would you recommend watching this? I would actually. Like I said, the the criticisms that I had, I think, hold up. It is probably a little bit too long for its own good, and some of its better parts uh, could have used some trimming. Yeah, I, I, like um, I feel like if you cut twenty five minute twenty five to thirty minutes out of this movie, and it was still like an hour and forty five, I think it would have been a, a great movie. I think it would have really helped. But midway through the film, I got really bored. And then that, the end but... fight scene, even up until, like, even the cool reveal that, like, he gives his foster brothers and sisters, he shares Shazam's power, and they become, like, variations, and a couple of them look like characters from the comic, because I think there's, like, a Shazam corp at some point. But I was like, oh, this is this is interesting. And then that scene went on for so long. I thought they were instantly going to turn around and beat him up in, like, a group montage, and I was like, this is going to be cool. And then that scene went on forever, and I, it, I just if tighter editing, I think would have made this movie a watch. But I think this may have been the best of modern DC's movies uh, since I mean, like we, Christopher we're, Nolan's. We're missing out on a few DC films in our in our in our review section so far. We we have to get there. But I mean, yeah, I don't I think, think JLA is going to suddenly surprise us. The other the other thing is is that you know the scenes we're talking about that we felt maybe were a little long. Um, that, that a lot of that could just be preference you know what i mean like yeah. i could see people watching these scenes and having absolutely no problem with their length because they just enjoy them straight through so i think absolutely yes i think i think i think you have to be a pretty hard soul to think this was like a giant failure but i don't think it's some soaring success either i, I will say out of the last like few movies we watched this is the first time where i wasn't for a while where i haven't been like fuck me is this movie almost over like until the very end i kind of was like all right this fight scene's lasting way too long i just want this to kind of wrap up uh but like some of the other movies we've been like like vampirilla we were like 26 minutes in i was like i don't want to keep watching this movie like this is just this is so unenjoyable to watch even from like a bad standpoint it's just not enjoyable so to watch a movie where i was like i'm actually genuinely not that upset and i genuinely did chuckle a few times you know so I would I would say if you had interest in seeing it, I would check it out. It's probably yeah. worth it. It's worth a rental. Absolutely. Way more than some of these other pieces of shit we've made you watch. There was a there was a belief that there wasn't going to be uh, a sequel, but now as we if we talked about the mini episode, there is actually a genuine sort of um, chance of a sequel with a lot of the creative cast returning, including uh, David F. Sandberg. And if you also miss it on the mini, um, oh shit, I'm always forgetting that. The director has a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, you want the name of it? Yeah. His YouTube Sorry, channel head. is called Pony Smasher. Pony Smasher. That's correct. Yeah, because this uh, this director was known for a variety of shorts, mostly actually horror shorts, mm-hmm. that got him the credit to to do this film. 
And uh, he has a video on Shazam that is surprisingly enlightening on just uh, yeah, what it's really... like to what it's like to film a lot of scenes and have to have to do lots of edits and 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 special effects edits and reshoots. Yeah, he kind of and... talks about like how when you make a movie, there's no way to make a movie without mistakes because they're going to happen. And he has some pretty like funny examples from Shazam, and uh, he kind of you know sends up the terrible Cinema Sins channel. So that was like bonus points, but it's actually like a really fascinating watch because he's straight up like, yeah, I understand there's things wrong with the movie. And here's just like two things that I you know, that I noticed that like bother me, but here's like, I can give you the exact reason why they happen. And it's pretty interesting. Yeah. It's something you wouldn't thought about. We're like, oh, we had to think about this character was wearing this in this scene. So we had to shoot a scene to explain why they were still wearing it. He has all this kind of stuff. He has a great thing where he talks about the scene where they show Shazam flying in the mall. And how they kept doing the takes and they weren't coming out and they finally got one and they realized that some of the crew is just visible in the background. And they're like, well, it's the only working one we have, so just CGI shopping bags around them so you can't tell their crew. <laughs> and it's pretty interesting. If you, if you, when you see the shot, I couldn't help but notice it when I was watching it. Because I was like, oh yeah, yeah those I, guys I aren't to... just standing there like disinterested. Because they watched like the the fifteenth take of this. Of yeah, the it, same like, thing. what's weird is like other people are running away, like up an escalator and stuff, and then there's just like these four dudes just like standing around like Christmas shopping. Huh? It's pretty funny. So yeah, you should guys check that out. It's well worth the watch. And I guess check out Shazam. <laughs> yeah. If, and, if there's anything we can have you take away from this episode, it's, I guess, watch Shazam. <laughs> I, if there's anything I can have you take away from this, it's two things. One, if a weird wizard abducts you out of nowhere and says he'll give you unlimited power, just don't grab the happy fun ball that's, like, right next to him. Just don't grab the orb, dude. And the other thing is, when you throw somebody out a window after giving him a magic eight ball, you say... Ask again later. All right, those are my two clips for the end. Just pick one of the best ones, and that's where we'll cut. Oh, I didn't mean that. I meant those are the ends of my... (laughs) Those would be horrible headlines. But that will be it. Come back next week where we'll be doing our mini. We'll tell you what movie's up next. If you'd like to suggest a movie, leave a message on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. They're all at NAOSpod. You can leave messages on our SoundCloud etc review us rate us on whatever app you use to listen to our podcast it helps out and we would appreciate it i forgot adam brody was in this what remember from the oc never mind